20 in a row, Wax 104.5. Scott, you just stuck your head out the back door? It's snowing. In Eau Claire. Yeah, in Eau Claire. And, Hard uh, or just little light flakes? Uh, well, I want somewhere in between. Okay. I won't call it anywhere near a blizzard, but it's it's <laughs> snowing boy. nicely. We won't be making a snowman by All the right. end of the show. We'll All say right. that. All right. We, I don't think we will by the end of the day either. It's not supposed to, it's only supposed to be here for a while this morning. Hey, it's 5 o'clock. This is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. Let's get some news this morning. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. Democrats are winning big in Virginia. The state legislature flipped Tuesday with the Democrats projected to win majorities in both chambers. It's the first time in more than 20 years that Democrats have had control of both the House of Delegates and the Senate. Democrat Andy Bashir is claiming victory in the Kentucky governor's race. Bashir, the state's current attorney general, said the election sent a message to the rest of the country. It's a message that says our elections don't have to be about right versus left. They are still about right versus wrong. Bashir beat Republican incumbent Matt Bevin by a few thousand votes. In his victory speech, Bashir said he expects Bevin to honor the election and to help with the transition process. However, Bevin says he's not conceding the close race. Instead, he wants reports of voting irregularities looked at and for the legal process to play out. Senator Rand Paul says he'll probably release the name of the whistleblower whose complaint about President Trump's phone call with his Ukrainian counterpart sparked the House impeachment inquiry. A day after calling on the media to print the whistleblower's name, the Kentucky Republican told Fox News on Tuesday that he knows who it is and there's nothing to prevent him from revealing it. Paul said the only reason he hasn't is that he doesn't want to make the process all about just this one individual. A pair of tight leather pants worn by Olivia Newton-John in Greece is now going to be framed at Spanx. The company's founder revealed on Tuesday that she bought the iconic pants at auction for $162,000. Sarah Blakely has been a fan of Newton-John since Greece came out and says that she's the inspiration behind the Spanx faux leather leggings. And winter is coming early to much of the central and eastern U.S. in the days ahead. A blast of frigid Arctic air is expected to sweep across the Great Lakes region into the northeast Wednesday through Saturday, bringing snow with it. Northern New England could see up to six inches of snow. The cold air is expected to spread south, bringing frost and below freezing temperatures to parts of the southeast. The National Weather Service says record cold temperatures will be possible. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. I got a whole pair of boxers that I wore in Switzerland and Rome and places like that. I wonder what they're worth. I, I hate to tell you, buddy, but not as <laughs> worth as much as Olivia's. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Spanx. Yep. <laughs> oh, man, oh, man. The equipment women will wear. All right, we got to better leave it right there. I'll get yeah. in more trouble. Four minutes after 5 o'clock, snow in Eau Claire right now, and snow in many parts of the state from about Eau Claire south. And some folks could see some accumulation. We'll talk about it. I've been working at Pete's Trailer Sales in Rice Lake, Wisconsin for a number of years. And I've watched our employees and our inventory expand. We have a trailer to fill almost any need. And our sales staff enjoys helping you match your trailer with your needs. Whether you're hauling dirt, equipment, toys, tools, or even your prized antique tractor, we've got the right trailer for you. Give us a call, 715-234-1993, or visit our website, Pete'sTrailerSales.com. With all that great fresh corn silage and high-moisture corn we're feeding... 
we might expect some high milk fat averages this year. I'm Scott Schultz with a Synergy Cooperative Agronomy and Feed Update. Today with Sarah McHenry, the Feed Department Sales Manager and Nutritionist at Synergy Cooperative. You mentioned to me earlier that we can expect some high milk fat, some high butter fat, but the production overall might be uh, not so up there. Yeah, that's correct, Scott. What we're seeing as we get into fresh corn silage and fresh high moisture corn is, you know, a three to five pound milk slump potentially, and then but we generally are seeing right now uh, two to three tenths jump in butter fat and actually even proteins coming up some, um, which is really helpful because premiums on those are also up. Is it just a decent trade-off that dairy producers can look at and say, we're getting the same out of this, or should we try to work on some nutritional factors that might uh, get the production back up uh, pound-wise, weight-wise, where it was? You know, it seems like if we try to chase this um, milk slump we usually get this time of year, by the time we figured it out, the corn has fermented and changed enough and milk and stuff starts to respond. I mean, we can play around with adding additional sugar or even just some straight starch, but it's pretty minimal if the return actually pays off at this point, especially with premiums as high as they are on butterfat. You know, you can lose probably a couple pounds of milk, and if you gain a tenth of butterfat, you're kind of still in the money. So it's hard to hard to chase that down this time of year. All right, so the nutrition message is don't panic when you see your weight drop off a tickle. Correct. As long as you see butterfat and protein come up, just hang on. She'll respond back eventually. Thank you for that. It's Synergy Cooperative Agronomy and Feed Update with Sarah McHenry, Feed Department Sales Manager and Nutritionist at Synergy Cooperative. I'm Scott Schultz. Well, looking at our weather forecast, we do have snow falling now from Eau Claire, maybe a little north here, but not much. To the south and southeast, some folks down the Cooley region could get maybe as much as two to four inches. And the high today is only going to be in the mid-30s when the snow moves through, and it will move through. It's not going to snow all day, just uh, part of the morning. Partly cloudy, we should see a little sun later on. But as it clears out later on in the day, that means tonight uh, what heat we do have in the atmosphere will get away from here. Tomorrow it's going to be about 14 by the time we get together for chores, but clear skies. Thursday, we should see some sun. Highs not going to get out of the 20s. Friday, low 30s, partly cloudy. Saturday, the warmest day probably in quite a while. and That's only 37, but a chance of some mixed precipitation. Starts to cool off again or get colder. Only 25 or so on Sunday with partly cloudy. And on Monday and Tuesday, low 20s. Right now, it's 27 in Green Bay. Milwaukee, 31. Madison, Sun Prairie, 28. Wausau at 24, Marshfield also at 24, Rice Lake at 24, La Crosse snow and 30, and here in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls area, we got some snow falling too, 27 degrees. Markets next, brought to you by the Wisconsin Soybean Association. To the soybean farmer who knows the early rise, who's there even when times are hardest, whose fingers bless Wisconsin soil, who sows in our hearts and grows for our children. To the soybean farmer, we stand with you. Strengthen the voice of Wisconsin farmers. Join the Wisconsin Soybean Program at wisoybean.org. 
When you're in for improving your energy efficiency, Focus on Energy can help you grow your farm's energy efficiency this fall. Scott Schultz with Steve Craker, Trade Ally Liaison with Focus on Energy. We're getting to the end of our season that we're we're looking for invoices for equipment that's been purchased over the year. Hot water boilers, unit heaters, some of the greenhouse things that are going on, thermal curtains, climate controls. We've got some good incentives on the, the boilers. They're like $1 to $3 per MBH. So okay. depending on the efficiency and the size, we're giving out probably, uh, I'd say, $300 to $1,000, depending on the size and the efficiency. Mm-hmm. So lots of equipment available, lots of incentives available for upgrading that heating equipment. Where do you go to find information? Focusonenergy.com. Call 888 888- Steve Craker, the Trade Ally Liaison with Focus on Energy. I'm Scott Schultz. Nine minutes after 5 o'clock, let's get the markets. Courtesy of the Wisconsin Soybean Association. Scott, the cash livestock numbers. Fed beef steers are at 95 to 104. Fed beef heifers also 95 to 104. Fed Holstein steers 88 to 94 with select and choice 85 to 89. Cows are at 45 to 69 and a half and bulls 47 to 80 and a half. On the hog side, butcher hogs are at 37 to 38. Sows 20 to 38. Boars 8 to 15. Shorn and unshorn market lambs are 125 to 150. And feeder lambs are at 130 to 160. At the Mercantile Exchange, markets are mixed on the livestock. December live cattle, 119.45. That was down 62. February live cattle, 124.67, up 7. April cattle, 125.82, up 25. June at 117.95, down a dime. Feeder cattle for January. 145.77 down 22. March 145.20 that's down a dime. April at 146.65 down 15. And May also down 15 at 147.52. Lean hog carcass contracts December 67.27 that's up 275. February at 73.75 up 185. April at 79.97 up 135. And May hogs 85.82 that's up 115. Board of Trade continues to be quiet overnight as the harvest does continue. December corn this morning is a fraction higher at 382. March corn down a fraction at 391. December oats down at $3. And the wheat down a fraction at 515. March soybeans down two at 945. Meal down 30 cents a ton, $302.40 a ton. At Doomer's Grain Service in Holman, Buck Country Grain in Arcadia. That uh, new crop corn delivered to the elevator today at 352. New crop soybeans at 884. Barrel cheese up three and a half at 237 and a half. The blocks down a quarter at 215 and three quarters. Butter unchanged 206 and a quarter. Class three were higher yesterday. November up 11 at 2030. December up six at 1976. January up three at 1815. February up a nickel at seventeen twenty six. March also up a nickel at seventeen dollars, even as those prices were up through June. Twelve minutes after five here at Wax. Russell's of Nielsville has moved. Visit us today at our new location on Highway Ten. Inside our new store, you'll find our added selection of clothing, home goods, and grocery. Check out our fresh produce, meats, dairy, and the same great quality hardware, furniture, appliances, and service you've grown to know. 
Stop in today to find exactly what you're looking for at Russell's of Nielsville, your better living store. Now open, Highway 10 East, Nielsville. What's going on with alfalfa breeding? We're going to find out more with Dr. Don Miller, Director of Product Development with Alpharex. And, uh, Don, we talked in another program about uh, the Corteva R&D program down at West Salem. And what exactly is the focus of that program? New and better varieties, obviously, isn't it? Yes, I think it's pretty exciting. Uh, you know, Alpharex is under the, the Corteva umbrella, which has the ag focus, and, and Alpharex is the, the forage division of that. Uh, with that uh, merger of Down DuPont and the formation of Corteva, and we have, our alfalfa breeders now have large resources for variety development, a lot of horsepower behind us now in developing varieties. We just hired two uh, new alfalfa breeders, so that's, that's a big addition to the program. And also, uh, you know, for Wisconsin growers, we have a research facility near uh, La Crosse in West Salem uh, that just focuses on alfalfa and forages uh, that could uh, really something here in the state uh, to help the farmers uh, raise alfalfa. We also have a new location uh, in Connell, Washington, for the Pacific Northwest. So our breeding program is is changing, and and with these resources, uh, we now are developing varieties uh, for all over the U.S. Fall dormancies two to ten, from cold climates to warm climates, and and we can now with these uh, added resources, we can test in multiple environments across locations and breed for numerous traits that uh, that influence the profitability of alfalfa for the farmers, uh, not only in Wisconsin, but also across the U.S. And, Don, of course, uh, the focus the last year or so has been on winter kill with all the alfalfa we lost. But what about uh, research? Are there new things they're working on continually as far as disease resistance and uh, fighting off some of those challenges? Yeah, you know, always yield is important in the breeding program, but... Uh, to enhance the yield, we need to make sure we have good disease and pest resistance. So we're always, always screening for any pests that's or disease that might uh, limit the profitability or the stand longevity of alpha and so, alpha, alfalfa. So, you know, winter survival, a part of that's influenced by uh, how much disease that uh, plant is being damaged uh, by those pathogens. And also, uh, you know, what can we do to uh, screen uh, for winter survival and, you know, having uh, a research location in uh, Wisconsin, we can test it under those conditions and see which varieties persist under those harsh winter conditions and also whatever diseases are occurring in, in uh, Wisconsin. Research done for Wisconsin on our alfalfa with Corteva and with Alpharex. And Dr. Don Miller, Director of Product Development with Alpharex, with us to talk about it this morning on our Ask the Expert program. This tailgate season, dip into mouth-watering flavors of Top the Tater brand dips, like Classic Ranch and Nacho Cheese. Find Top the Tater brand dips in the refrigerated section of your grocery store. Top the Tater, strange name, delicious dip. Quarter after five, and of course, big news in agriculture has to do with our, I guess we could say our former agriculture secretary now. Scott, tell us the story. Well, as expected, the state Senate yesterday voted strictly along party lines to remove Brad Path as Wisconsin Secretary of Agriculture. The 19 to 14 vote was a disappointment to most state farm organizations, which voiced support for Path to Republican senators who claim Path mishandled the livestock siting law revisions as well as funding for mental health assistance to rural citizens in the state. Governor Tony 
Evers was outraged by the vote as he took to the Senate floor to show support for PAF. Following the vote, the governor said his appointees might just have to keep their mouths shut for the next four years to get confirmed, and that is absolute bull. The strongest reaction to the PAF vote was from the Wisconsin Farmers Union. Their president, Darren Von Ruden, said he was disappointed by the Senate vote, which he said only came about because PAF pushed the senators on livestock siting and mental health funding. He said the Senate's action will have real consequences on the people of Wisconsin and are a disappointment to our democratic process. Many other state farm groups said they supported PAF, but that they respect the authority of the state Senate to review leadership of the appointments. And it is the first time since 1987 that a governor's cabinet nominee has been rejected by the state Senate. That's a long time ago. Yeah, it is. And I don't know who that person was or why, but uh, 1987 was a long time ago. It might have been Tony Earl time, huh? Well, yeah, sometime back in there, so... Again, uh, and there's a lot of speculation out there that we won't get into as to the real reason for this right. vote. But right. uh, the vote, nonetheless, 19 to 14 along party lines. Well, we're going to talk about cybersecurity on farms and hopefully have more with uh, this vote yesterday on the Senate floor. So hopefully we'll have time to get that in. But uh, cybersecurity on our farms, we're going to talk about that next right here on Wax. As we're about uh, 17 and a half minutes now after... Five o'clock, and it's snowing out there. In case you haven't ventured out yet, at least mostly from Eau Claire south, and the farther south you go, the heavier the snow. The Cooley region could get, well, two to four inches today. After the problems this year, no one has to be reminded of how cruel nature can be. I'm Shannon Latham. Come drought, hail, or high water, if you plant the minimum product required, you're fully protected by Latham Seeds Replant Program. 75 bags of Latham brand corn or a 36-bag increase gets you 100% replant. And 200 units of Latham soybeans treated with Soy Shield Plus earns the same. Let's hope not, but just in case, go to LathamSeeds.com or call 877-GO-LATHAM. Staples is more than a place you go to buy a printer. It's where an associate showed me the printer that works best for my business. Like the all-new HP LaserJet Pro 400 printers with advanced wireless and security. And they're easy to set up. I need all of that. Right now at Staples, get up to $200 off the HP LaserJet Pro 400 series. The best printers at great prices. Staples, for your business tech and beyond. In-store only. Ends 11 See associate or staples.com slash HP 400 series for details. Alexa, play WAXX radio. I always wanted to do that on the radio just to see whether somebody's Alexa would play. (laughs) And it's fun, and we talk about it, and we have all of these neat little conveniences around our homes and offices and farms and in our pockets. This is Scott Schultz on the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire. We're a technological world, and some folks out there in the countryside are a little more technologically advanced than others, granted, where the Internet is concerned. But, Reba, there are some issues to be dealt with. Yeah, Scott, this is Reba at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, and you bring up a great point about how the Internet and all these new technologies can kind of be this double-edged sword. Many farms in Wisconsin can't even get high-speed Internet connections, But for those that have them, there can be some real dangers in using it. 
Pam's got an update for us on what farms need to think about when it comes to protecting their valuable data and information. You know, the statistics are alarming. According to a University of Maryland study, there is a hacker attack every 39 seconds, and 43% of cyber attacks target small businesses. And that may include your farming operation. Today, beginning at noon, professional dairy producers of Wisconsin's hosting a world-class webinar focused in on cybersecurity on the farm. Jeremy Cherney is the president of Tobin Solutions out of Waukesha, and he explains why farms have to think about cybersecurity today. Dairy farms, like any business, you know, it's you completely have lots of areas that you're going to be vulnerable with. So, And when we talk about security, we really focus on three key areas, broadly speaking. One is the confidentiality of your information. So there's any data or information that you have on the farm that you don't want someone else to get at, that would be a breach of confidentiality. So that could be any kind of back office accounting type functions. It could be data about your production, how that's going. It could be herd information, anything that you want to be just in the farm and just with the people in the farm and not anything else. That would be a confidentiality breach. So um, that's one area. The other piece would be integrity of data, right? So if you're using some of these systems to collect data about milk production or, or how, how the business is going, and you don't want that data to change in any way, uh, you want to know that that data remains stable and it's exactly what you expect. And sometimes one of the things that can happen is someone's going to go in and try and change that information. That's on the producing side. And then you also want to think about kind of what do we call the back office. So presuming you're working with banks and other people and money flowing back and forth, account numbers, wiring money, transferring money, that none of that information gets changed where that money's going to go to. And then the last piece is availability. And people don't always think about availability when it comes to security. But if you've got computing systems that you're using in the data collection, in running any machinery or in the back office, and that's unavailable for some reason, like you have a power outage, an Internet outage, or you're subject to ransomware or some other kind of attack, that also is something we consider a security event. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, we think about the threat. I don't know that we can wrap our arms around the cost, Jeremy. When you've witnessed data breaches, uh, obviously maybe not so much connected to farms, but data breaches in general, give us a sense on what kind of expense you need to prepare for. That, um, that's a great question, and it really depends on what the event is. So I'll give you an example. Um, one of our customers got hit with ransomware, and so that's where someone installed some malicious software on their computer, and it encrypted all of their data such that our, our customer couldn't access the information and basically held it ransom. And the people that perpetrated this crime requested to Bitcoin, which is a, something called a cryptocurrency, which some people may not be familiar with, but it's an alternative kind of currency that can be converted to cash. The equivalent of the two Bitcoin at the time they requested the ransom was about $14,000. So, and in this case, because of the nature of the breach, they were forced to roll the dice and pay the ransom and hope that they were going to get their data back, which in this case they did. So there was the ransom piece, so that $14,000. But because of the nature of the compromise, and we're only talking about maybe 15 computers, we had to reload everything. We had to work with the, the, the hackers to 
um, get the data back. We had to reload computers, reload all the software. They were down for close to two weeks, and the total bill between us and the ransom was about uh, $40,000. That is amazing. And like you said, that's one one example. How do you ask uh, farmers to evaluate their systems, Jeremy? I mean, so many of us are probably using software and computers that you'd probably giggle at, but uh, because so many farms just don't even have access to the Internet, so we're just kind of getting on this train. How do we have to evaluate the systems we've got now or perhaps plan on building safer systems for the future? You know, one of the nice things that... um we talk about, and this is a nice example of government tax dollars at work, is something called the NIST, which is N-I-S-T, Cybersecurity Framework. And that applies to any organization that's interested in cybersecurity. And there's really five key components of that. And the first component is identifying what your assets are, identifying what your risk is, identifying are you subject to any compliance, any regulations, any uh, any terms and conditions of your insurance policy, anything like that, we go through that and we call that a, a, an IT audit, and we go through and look at all of those different assets, and then we start to assess where is the risk. So if there's something that's not you know connected, if they don't have internet access for something, the risk is going to be lower. Um, if it's something that is connected, you know they're doing email, they've got their accounting system, maybe they're using a, a farm management system or something like that. We want to get a list of all that, and then we start to evaluate system by system what's their vulnerability to anything that's going to be a breach of confidentiality, integrity, or availability. So that's the first piece. And then there's a conversation with, with, with the, the farmer, you know, the, the owner. It really depends on what their policies are. We have some clients that they say if their computers are down for a week, they can live without it, not a problem. We have some that if they're down for an hour, it's a big problem. You know, they know what they bill per hour. They have some idea of what it costs to, to run their operation per hour. They have some idea of what their revenue per hour is that they try and generate. And then they can start to say, okay, if let's say we make $1,000 an hour and we're down for five hours, that's $5,000. That's what we want to start to factor and build our cybersecurity systems around. Cybersecurity on the farms and the uh... Pam Yonke, our uh, reporter in southern Wisconsin, with that story this morning. Hey, it's 20, almost 27 minutes after 5. We should get some morning markets, and uh, we got Travis Parr over at uh, Premier Livestock in Withy on the road already. Morning, Travis. How you doing? I'm good, guys. How are you? Good. Well, you're driving from Mondovi. What's the weather like? You got the windshield wipers on, the snow flying down your way? Well, I'm actually I'm on my way back down from Barron right now, oh. and back uh, back over to the sale barn. So we had uh, a load of cows uh, coming out of Barron for the dairy sale today. So we're we're on our way back. All right, but no snow up that way yet, is there? No, she's pretty dry up here. So All right. We're, uh, we're we're rolling right down the road. All right. Well, while you're rolling down the road, can you give us the markets, the update from Premier? <laughs> I sure can do that, Bob. And good morning, everybody. This is the way the livestock did sell here at Premier Livestock for Monday and Tuesday here this week. Cow market on a higher tone this week with our high-yielding uh, utility cows trading from 53 up to $68. Most of our market cows did trade from 40 to 52 with them low-yielding cows, 39 and down. Certified organic cows this week, a little bit higher. High-yielding cows, 66 up to 82 them lower yielding uh, certified organic cows 65 and down 
Two of them certified organic uh, slaughter bulls did get up to 95 this week. Fed cattle trend to be a little bit higher this week again also with our high choice prime and the Holstein steers trading from 85 up to 94.50 with them low choice and select Holstein steers from 78 to 84 with our low beef steer, uh, low choice beef steers trading from 97 up to 104 and the select beef steers and heifers trading from 90 to 96. Uh, bull market this week, uh, steady market, I would guess you could say. High yielding bulls from 72 up to 86.50, with our planter quality bulls trading from 71 and down. Calf market this week, uh, steady market again. Most of them Holstein bull calves trading from uh, 25 up to 140 on Monday. The Holstein heifer calves, single birth, trading from 20 to 70. And our beef calves this week, uh, 50 up to $245 on them good black calves with our light and off-quality calves trading from 20 and down. Had a feeder cattle sale here yesterday, uh, kind of an off week, about 367 head we did sell here yesterday at the barn. Then beef steers uh, and heifers from 400 pounds and down, trading from 110 to 148. Our beef steers from 4 to 600 pounds, from 90 up to 147. And then 6 to 900 pound beef steers and heifers trading from 90 to 142. Our Holstein steer market uh, feeder cattle, 400 pounds and down, 60 to 80 on them 400 pounders and down. Then 4 to 600 pounds did trade from 55 up to 78. And then 6 to 900 pounders from from 50 up to 74 with them very plain old Barney and thin feeder cattle trading from 50 and down. Just a reminder, we do have a horse sale here this Friday at the market. We'll sell our draft horses and driving horses. Looks like we're going to have up to close to around 200 head. So if you have any horses you can sign or would like more information on that sale, and you can give us a call here at the sale barn for that. Next Tuesday, special uh, bred cow and feeder cattle sale, expecting five to 800 head again uh, next week here on Tuesday for that sale. If you have any questions, you can give us a call at the market, 715-229-2500, or go to Premier Livestock and Auctions.com. And that's the way she looks for Monday and Tuesday. We got uh, three herds here today uh, for the dairy sale. Got a very, very nice herd of cows coming uh, out of that barren country from Kurt uh, Burl Horse Herd. And uh, we just picked them cows up here this morning, and they look uh, they look really good. So if you need good milk today, I think we'll have it for you. So that's all we got for right now. Bob and Scott, we'll turn it back to you. All right, Travis, keep her between the ditches, and have a good day. We'll talk to you in the morning. There he goes. That's Travis Parr over there at Premier Livestock. 5.30 in the morning. We've got some uh, more farm news and uh, news in general to take a look at. The farm news is being brought to you by Chili Implement of Chili, Wisconsin. You know, there's a new evolution in Gale skid loaders. It's the R-Series. These full-size radial lift powerhouses are a result of 40 years of skid loader design and manufacturing. Gale R-Series skid loaders can lift up 2,600 pounds over 10 feet in the air. Amped up auxiliary hydraulic systems power an array of attachments, and the new innovative cab design offers unsurpassed comfort. With the new Gale R-Series skid loaders, you can move more material, engage more ground, and get more work done in less time. Call Chili Implement at 715-683-2449 for more information. Gale, driven since 1859, at Chile Implement in Chile. Scott, what about some of the news? Well, prosecutors in Barron County are moving ahead with charges against an 18-year-old who they say stabbed a teen and his father last week. The DA's office yesterday filed charges against Emmanuel Torres for the fight in Anderson Park last Thursday. Police say Torres got into a fight with another teen and ended up stabbing that teen and his father. There's no word about what started the fight. 
Lawmakers in Madison are looking to get tougher on some drunk drivers in the state. The state Senate yesterday approved a plan to require anyone who killed someone in a drunk driving crash to spend at least five years in prison. Senators also approved a mandatory minimum sentence for someone's fifth or sixth OWI. Those drivers will now have to spend at least a year and a half in jail. There could be some new apartments going in in on Eau Claire's south side. Developer Gunnar Hagen is working on plans to build 260 new apartments near I-94. He said the, uh, he hopes uh, to create a new apartment complex that draws people to that side of town. He's still working with planners in Eau Claire and said if everything goes well, he might be able to start work on the development next year. Lawmakers in Madison are taking the first step toward making sure the governor, any governor, cannot spend money more than they send spend uh, send to him. The state Senate yesterday voted for a constitutional amendment that would limit the governor's veto power to make sure he can't increase spending. Wisconsin governors can change words in the state budget, but not numbers. Governor Evers increased school spending by changing the words around the numbers in the in the uh, most current budget. The proposed amendment needs to pass both halves of the legislature twice before it could become law. All right. Well, I don't know. You know, you want to split government, but boy, oh boy, the way it's split in Wisconsin right now, I mean, they it's hard to, they don't want to work together. That's the bottom line. It's frustrating as all get out. So, you know, they just keep pointing fingers across the aisle and uh, yep. boy, oh boy, we've got to get some things done here. we got to Something accomplished. All right, we're going to get the weather update that's uh, coming up here. We'll get to Tucker in a moment, talk about snow. Harvest season is underway, and you know what that means. It's time to look at marketing your corn and soybeans. Buck Country Grain in Arcadia and Dummer's Grain Service in Holman are the people to trust. They work with the farmer to get them the most competitive price for their commodities. Target price offers purchase contracts, basis contracts, and more. They offer all grain services. Buck Country Grain in Arcadia and Dummer's Grain Service in Holman. Give them a call today or visit their website at www.buckcountrygrain.com. It's where your corn and soybeans want to go. And those prices today at Dummer's Grain Service Home and Buck Country Grain in Arcadia. The new crop corn, 352 to the elevator today, and new crop soybeans at 884. Well, let's find out about the stove. Tucker Antico's over at Skywarn 13, brought to you by Superior Gas Service of Marshfield. And it's getting white out there, huh, Tucker? Oh, yeah, pretty much anywhere from Eau Claire south right now. And some places are going to get whiter before it's all done. Oh, for sure. You know, it's going to be a sharp cutoff north of Eau Claire as to where snow actually accumulates, but um, definitely still more to come as we go through the morning. So tell us about it. Uh, what's, uh, what's the breakdown of this forecast? And through the morning, I assume it's not going to be an all-day snow. No, yeah, you're right. So actually, we're going to be looking at snow to continue until about 8 o'clock in Eau Claire and closer to 10 o'clock in the Cooley region. But overall, when all said and done, I'm expecting Eau Claire to pick up close to a half an inch and uh, the Cooley region could see closer to two to four inches, in fact. But I mentioned that cutoffs can be pretty sharp and it wouldn't surprise me if uh, you know the majority of the Chippewa, um, Chippewa County doesn't actually see snow because, again, that cutoff can be tight. So Southern Chippewa County may pick up a coating, while Northern may only see a few flakes. But uh, as we go through the morning, that snow will continue to accumulate in places it has already fallen. Though, as we get into the second half of the day, certainly skies will begin to clear, and we should have partly cloudy conditions by the mid-afternoon. That's not going to mean temperatures will warm up, though. We'll be expecting highs in the low 30s, and it's only going to cool off from here. 
into tomorrow morning. Low temperatures start off in the mid-teens. We'll have a tough time even getting into the uh, 30s tomorrow. And Friday, a very similar situation, beginning around 10 degrees and only getting up to about 30. Saturday is our next chance for precipitation. It looks to be a rain and snow combo with high temperatures in the mid to upper 30s. Once we get through Saturday, another shot of cold air comes into play. And Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday look to be peaking in the mid to low 20s with low temperatures making their way down into the single digits by Tuesday morning. So certainly some very anomalous cold out there. We'll be about 20 degrees below average, if not more, next week. But, of course, we've had a lot of cold weather already, so I guess it's nothing we aren't used to yet. 28 is the current temperature in Eau Claire. I'm Skyrim 13 meteorologist Tucker Antico. Hey, what about the winds during this period? Are they going to be a factor? You know what? No, the wind, Good. that is the redeeming factor. It doesn't look to be too bad at any point. Uh, and, I mean, thank goodness, because those wind chills could get bad. Oh, they could get nasty. Hey, thanks, Tucker. Yeah, have a good morning. There he goes, Tucker Antico over there at Skywarn 13 with our weather on wax. Superior Gas Service of Marshfield. Spring is in the air, and time to give Superior Gas... Let's talk about this year's harvest again with another Pioneer Seeds Harvest Update. Scott Schultz this morning with Joe Isles, Western Wisconsin Field Agronomist with Pioneer Seeds. We know there are a lot of realities we face this harvest season. We're going to wind up having some high-moisture corn coming off the fields, aren't we? Yeah, it's a bigger pill to swallow. Um, in the grand scheme of things, though, I think you'll be looking pretty darn good, I would say. Corn yields are above average to excellent in many of the locations that I have been in across western Wisconsin. The unfortunate aspect, though, as you mentioned, this corn is darn wet. We just have not accumulated much for GDU heat units since corn has reached physiological maturity. And as everyone out there knows, you've got to have heat to dry this corn down. Uh, up north uh, by Amory, Wisconsin, we harvested a high-yield plot yesterday. It was great yields out there, but that corn came off at 30%, even though that stuff was planted on May 4th. So I think it's really important just to set the expectations before we dip into these fields that, yeah, this corn is going to be wet. We're going to have to figure out ways to dry it because I don't think Mother Nature is going to give us any more heat to pull that moisture out of it, unfortunately. If we can let it sit out there forever, it's not going to dry in the cold yeah, weather. Like a, that's right. We really got to have some heat behind this to pull that out. The dry and the cold air, you know, you might just move that needle a tiny bit, but to take that corn from upper 20s down to good harvest moisture where we can store it, uh, definitely going to have to put some heat on it. If you had to put an average on what you're seeing for moisture, what are you seeing average-wise? Sure, and I, I think that 30% corn we harvested yesterday was an outlier. That was probably the worst we're going to see it. Most of the corn I'm seeing come off right now is down in the, the upper teens, some in the 19 uh, for some of the drier stuff, but most of it's landing right in the mid-20s, 23, 24, 25%. Okay, that's Joe Isles with another Pioneer Seeds Harvest Update. I'm Scott Schultz. What's impressive about Pioneer's corn seed development? I'm here in York County, Nebraska. I'm on the side of the road. It's dark, pitch black, except for one thing. Well, off in the distance, about a quarter mile away, something is lit up. Can you hear it? That's Boreas, one of Pioneer's mobile wind machines. It looks like some mashup of a transformer and a highboy sprayer. And it can generate wind forces exceeding 100 miles per hour. It's like a tornado on wheels. Pioneer uses this machine to test its corn hybrids for standability. 
These tests are one of the reasons Pioneer has seen improved stock strength and root scores year after year. Boreas, one of the things that makes Pioneer, Pioneer. You'll hear more from me later. For now, let your local Pioneer sales representative hear from you. Spring is in the air, and time to give Superior Gas in Marshfield a call. Looking to build a new home or updating your furnace system? Check out the advantages and savings of using clean-burning, safe, and effective LP gas from Superior Gas in Marshfield. They've had a tradition for great service for over 60 years, plus 24-hour emergency service and budget plan financing. Nothing beats the comfort and economy of propane gas, and no one beats the dependable service offered by Superior Gas in Marshfield. Spring to the phone now and give them a call at 715 384 8020. And once again, our weather with Tucker brought to you by Superior Gas Service of Marshfield. Again, we're in the 20s right now, snow flying from Eau Claire South. Probably going to be that way till oh, 9, 10 o'clock in the morning. Some folks could get some accumulation the further south you go. We want to get more from the uh, Brad Paff situation down in the state Senate yesterday. And uh, Caitlin Riley, remember Caitlin? She was Allison Daryl, and now she's uh, working with us down at some of our lacrosse affiliate stations. And uh, she went to the state capitol, went back to Madison yesterday. And uh, let's hear about some of the things that were actually happening with Caitlin on the floor of the Senate yesterday on the Brad Paff situation. All of Wisconsin agriculture was watching the discussion yesterday, which quickly became heated on the Wisconsin State Senate floor. You're voting against somebody who's qualified. You're voting against somebody who has ability. You're voting against somebody who's passionate. And you're voting against somebody who the farmers support. That's just stupid. That's Democratic Senator John Erpenbach of West Point. Senator Jennifer Schilling of La Crosse was the first to stand up for PATH, a La Crosse County native, and testify to his character. He is that eternal optimist and can walk the walk and talk the talk with Wisconsin's dairy farmers. Be consistent in your support of Secretary-designee Brad PATH because he is a good man. He is a man of tremendous work ethic and character and integrity and what you are doing is unfair and it's wrong and it what chips away at the civility of this body. Senate Majority Leader Scott Fitzgerald says he's had concerns about PATH, including his ability to deal with the dairy crisis. When it came to Brad Pfaff, I told the governor, I said, I don't think there's enough support there for him. And it's because of a number of missteps that have happened actually going back to February. And we started to roll through the individual issues that existed around Pfaff and the issues that are in and around agriculture, and whether it's comments related to DATCAP, ATCP 51, comments about Republicans and farmer suicide, certainly going back to some earlier changes made under DATCAP. There's a whole slew of things, I think, that anybody could bring forth, but you got to be comfortable. And I think as we stand here today, there's a number of members of the majority that just aren't comfortable with Brad Pfaff. And that's all it really takes for people to say, I don't support this nominee. Green Bay Senator Dave Hansen says this is nothing more than an attack on Governor Tony Evers. I have yet to see any evidence, though the senator from 13th is trying to throw some novel ideas out there, that he is not up to the task. We all know why we are here. This is just more in continuing attempt by the other side of the aisle to attack Governor Evers and try to score political points with your base. But if you go through with voting down this appointment for nothing more than spite and partisan politics, all of you are going to have to answer for why at this crucial time 
when so many farmers and farms are struggling just to stay afloat, you chose to add more chaos to the situation and uncertainty to an already crisis situation. And again, some of the members of the state Senate, both sides of the aisle, including Leader Fitzgerald, on why they uh, supported or did not support Brad Paff. The, the one thing I will say, if uh, Mr. Fitzgerald is going to try and blame the dairy crisis on Brad Paff, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just stupid. I, there's no other yeah. word for it. This has been a situation we talked about. Prices have been in the tank for five years. They've started to come back now. Brad Paff has only been there since uh, early this year. So, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, and he made comments about the mental health funding and, you know, the livestock siting rules and making yeah. some changes or whatever from what the legislature, the state Senate had proposed. And I talked to a state senator yesterday who said that, uh, you know, it's the duty of a secretary to carry out the will of legislation. And so by changing it, they got kind of their, you know, they feel he's not doing what a secretary should do. So arguments on both sides of the aisle, you know, it's uh, the bottom line is Brad Paff is not going to be our agriculture secretary, like it or not. One interesting dynamic where that carrying out the will of the legislature is involved, where the State Department of Agriculture, Trade and Consumer Protection is is uh, involved is that it's the that the dynamic is that's a citizen's committee a citizen's board traditionally in Wisconsin yep, yep. that kind of shifted in the past couple of years uh under the uh uh current uh, de- uh, uh republican rule yep. but um a lot of things have changed since uh, absolutely they gerrymandered the districts so it'll be interesting yeah. to see what uh, what goes on There's no question gerrymandering is has really caused some problems in Wisconsin. There, no uh, question. Yep. It's just the bottom line. But yep. uh, again, Brad Paff will not be our Ag Secretary. All right, we got to get moving. 14 minutes before 6 o'clock. we got some markets to get to. Markets brought to you by Christensen Sales of Abbotsford. When you've got to have an auction, you want to work with a company that knows what it's doing to help you. And that means you want to use Christensen Sales of Abbotsford. All the folks at Christensen Sales are true auction professionals. They remember all the little things to take care of, and they've been doing it for such a long time. You know they're trustworthy, too. They handle every aspect of your auction professionally and fairly. Christensen Sales and its auctioneers are registered with the state of Wisconsin, too. Give them a call at 715-223-6345. Christensen Sales of Abbotsford. Wisconsin. Russell's of Nielsville has moved. Visit us today at our new location on Highway 10. Inside our new store, you'll find our added selection of clothing, home goods, and grocery. Check out our fresh produce, meats, dairy, and the same great quality hardware, furniture, appliances, and service you've grown to know. Stop in today to find exactly what you're looking for at Russell's of Nielsville, your better living store. Now open, Highway 10 East, Nielsville. Where has Pioneer Corn Seed Development taken me today? Well, first of all, it's not day, it's night. I'm here in Lynn County, Iowa. It's late July. It's humid. The wind is picking up and I can see lightning strikes on the horizon right now. Pioneer uses this plot to test its corn hybrids for standability. Local testing is one of the reasons Pioneer has seen improved root scores year after year. 
This is one of hundreds of fields across the country where Pioneer tests corn hybrids in all sorts of stresses. All to get to the strongest one hundredth of one percent of hybrids that make it into a Pioneer bag. A test plot in Lynn County. Another place that makes Pioneer, Pioneer. You'll hear more from me later. For now, let your local Pioneer sales representative hear from you. 27 degrees with some snow here at Wax 104.5. As we continue with the morning markets, let's go over to Mark Coger to hear the latest from Equity Altoona. Choice beef steers and heifers selling from 90 to 96 and a half. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers, 90 to 95. We had some high yielding prime steers up to 98. Choice Holstein steers, 82 to 90. With your heavyweight and underfinished steers selling 82 and down. 20% of slaughter cows here on Tuesday selling from 50 to 58. We topped at 64 and a half. 60% of the cows selling from 35 to 50. With 20% of the cows selling 35 and down. Most of the slaughter bulls on Tuesday selling from 60 to 75. Thin, full, bulls over a ton, horn bulls. And lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the Holstein bull calves weighing 95 pounds and up here on Tuesday selling from 20 to $110 per head. The light and poor quality calves selling $20 per head and down. And the fancy beef calves selling from $50 to $150 per head. Quick reminder, special feeder sale was coming Friday, the 8th of November. For more information on that sale or to consign cattle, call us here at the market at 715-835-3104. Or you can go to our website at equitycoop.com to check out our early consignment. Now, this is Mark Coger from the Equity L2 Auction Market. Have a great day. Thank you, Mark. You have a great day, too. Let's get over to the Equity Stratford sale bar now. Jerry Fitzgerald is joining us, getting some snow in central Wisconsin. Jerry? Well, Bob, and a good morning to you. Yes, we are. And uh, I got to do a double check to make sure I'm looking at the calendar, not December 6th. But, yes, folks, it is November 6th, so I guess we got that figured out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Pretty good day, that's for sure. Hey, what's going on at Stratford? Get us caught up. I'll do that, Bob, and I thank you very much, and a very good morning to everyone. A summary from uh, yesterday, Tuesday, and uh, a couple days here at Equity Stratford. We'll start out with the dairy sale from yesterday's auction. Uh, the better quality milking uh, cows uh, yesterday's uh, auction were selling from 1200 to 1350 uh, Mid-lactation cows... Uh, uh, mostly from uh, 775 to 1200. On um, the spring and heifers yesterday, your better quality springing heifers, uh, mostly from 950 to 1100. Uh, open heifers, about all the weights so of open heifers, are selling between 60 and 70 per pound. Of course, plainer quality uh, open heifers are selling below that. Now, on the market auction for this week, uh, uh, mostly steady trend here on the market cows, higher yielding uh, utility cows this week are selling mostly from 49 to 59. Extreme top so far this week has reached 63. Most of the cows this week are selling between 35 and 49. Thinner, plainer cows, 35 and back. Bull trade this week, 60 to 77. Lighter weight bulls, 55 and back. Fat cattle trade, choice grading Holstein steers from 82 to 91. Select underfinished steers, 77 and down. On the calf market so far this week, Holstein bull calves mostly from 40 to 95. Extreme top on Monday's auction, uh, these real fancy bull calves, up to that 125 money. Heifer calves, very limited demand, $30 and below. Beef calves, mostly from 100 to 240 And we topped on Monday sale at 260 Now, today, Wednesday, busy week continues here in Stratford. Today on Wednesday, we'll get underway this morning uh, at 10 a.m. with the market auction for uh, market cows. We'll be selling fat cattle this morning and also bulls. We'll get to the uh, uh, baby calves around 1130. 12 noon today will be the feeder cattle auction 
uh, featuring bread beef cows, and we've got a very good selection of bread beef cows for that sale today. So if you folks are in the beef business, you're looking to add to your herd, uh, whatever, we do have a nice selection. We've got Simmental cows, we've got Black Angus cows, Black White Face cows, Red White Face cows, uh, just a very nice selection of of whatever breed cows you guys are looking for, we do have them today. Again, that'll be a new time start, and that will be followed by the regular feeder cattle auction. So, again, busy day here. And don't forget, tomorrow, Thursday auction does start at 11, and also coming up at the end of the week will be our monthly sheep and goat auction. So a busy week does continue here at Equity Stratford, Bob. And uh, drive careful, folks, this morning. Um, snow is it's coming down, nothing real heavy, but it's just going to be a nuisance. So... Be careful, and, uh, you know, I'm just going to make one observation on what you guys were talking about before it transpired in Madison yesterday. Uh, you know, Bob, it, was, it would be like if you would go to a store and you're walking down the aisle and you, uh, and you uh, pick up a packet of chicken. Well, I'm not going to buy that because I don't like the guy that produced it, what his political <laughs> persuasion was. That's about the same thing I can compare this to. Yeah, it's a frustrating situation. That is for sure. First time since 87 the Senate has rejected a, a governor is a cabinet nominee so uh, you know well we got to remember one thing here in our in our free world 2020 is an election year <laughs> yeah we saw <laughs> some of that last night hey have a good one jerry we'll talk to you in the morning you guys take careful now uh, how do you guys uh, do the snow shoveling duty there let somebody else do it <laughs> that's right let somebody else do it hey we'll talk to you in the morning when we get our snow all shoveled all right sound good guys thank you very much there you go. Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Barn. When you're in for improving your energy efficiency, Focus on Energy can help you grow your farm's energy efficiency this fall. Scott Schultz with Steve Craker, Trade Ally Liaison with Focus on Energy. We're getting to the end of our season that we're, we're looking for invoices for equipment that's been purchased over the year. Hot water boilers, unit heaters, some of the greenhouse things that are going on, thermal curtains, climate controls. We've got some good incentives on the, the boilers. They're like one to three dollars per MBH. So okay. depending on the efficiency and the size, we're giving out probably, uh, I'd say, three hundred dollars to a thousand dollars, depending on the size and the mm-hmm. efficiency. So lots of equipment available, lots of incentives available for upgrading that heating equipment. Where do you go to find information? Focusonenergy.com. Call 888 888- Steve Craker, the Trade Ally Liaison with Focus on Energy. I'm Scott Schultz. What do Top the Tater brand dips taste like? You know that moment when your team wins and your friends are high-fiving, chest-bumping, and spilling beer on the new carpet, but you don't even care? It tastes like that. Top the Tater, strange name, delicious dip. Six minutes before six at Wax 104.5. Rolling with the morning chores. Pat Mikola has the latest from the Zombrota barn. Taking a look at the feeder cattle division. We had beef steers and bulls, 350 to 600 pounds, bringing up to $1.25, with the six to 800 pounds up to $1.01. Beef heifers in, 350 to 600 pounds, brought up to $1.250, with the six to 800 pounds up to 80. And Holstein feeder steers weighing three to 600 pounds, range from 30 to 70, with the six to 800 pound Holsteins from 50 to 65. We had some bread beef cows and heifers in. They range from 310 to $775 per head. And don't forget, coming up this Thursday, November 7th, is the next special feeder cattle sale getting started at 10 o'clock. 
In the Fed Cattle Division, we had beef steers topping $1.07 to $1.1450 with the beef heifers, $1.07 to $1.1375. Dairy steers ranged 85 to 91 with the dairy cross steers from 85 to 97. Market cows were trading mostly at 45 to 69.50 with the market bulls from 47 to 80 and a half. And at the baby calf sale, we had calves 95 to 125 pounds. They were ranging from 25 to 52.50. 150 to 250 pound calves from 55 to 120. And the beef calves were bringing from 50 to $125 per hundredweight. When you're in for improving your energy efficiency, Wisconsin is in for growing your farm's energy savings. Focus on energy partners with Wisconsin Utilities to offer farmers the tools to grow their farm's energy efficiency and cash incentives to make it happen. Get started today. Call 888-947-7828 or visit focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness to learn more. That's focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness. Focus on energy, helping farmers grow since 2001. Take a look at the rest of our markets, courtesy of Synergy Cooperative. Board of Trade this morning, December corn up a fraction of 382. March corn down a fraction of 391. December oats at $3. December wheat at 515, both a fraction lower. March soybeans down 2 at 945. December meal down 30 cents a ton for December at 302.40. Country elevator prices looking at our DTN screen. Corn at Golden Plump, 353. At Baldwin, Duran, Mondovi, Elmwood, and Fall Creek, corn's 342. The beans at 855. Osseo corn, 350 with the soybeans at 855. Over at Stevens Point, 365 on the corn, 835 on the beans. Elk Mound, 857 on the soybeans. Sparta, 349 and 855. At Ellsworth, the corn, 334. The beans at 855. At the ethanol plants, Boyceville and Stanley have corn at 358. The Richmond Grain Facility at 353. Barrel cheese up 3.5 at 237.5. The block's down a quarter at 215 and 3 quarters. Butter unchanged 206 and a quarter. November class 3 up 11 at 2030. December up 6 at 1976. January up 3 at 1815. We've got February and March up a nickel. 1726 for February. $17 even for March. Customer owned, community minded, Synergy Co op. Our reputation has always been true. We take pride in serving you. Hey, once again, snowing out there. Be careful of that. And don't forget our travel parties for our Costa Rica and Panama Farm Tour today in Eau Claire at 10, 2, and 7 at the Holiday Vacation Center. Tomorrow we'll be over in Marshfield at the Holiday Inn at 10 and 1. Anything you want to say to me before I, we leave this morning? Uh, watch out for snow. How about happy birthday? Oh, <laughs> See you later. Have a good day and watch out for the snow. Hi, I'm Gibby the Goldfish. The holidays are upon us, and you know what that means. Aunt Martha's coming. You don't want the topic of conversation around the dinner table to be about your smelly or bad-tasting tap water, do you? Contact my water experts at Gibson's Water Care for a free home water analysis. Locally owned, American-made products, and no long-term contracts. Go online to Gibson's Water Care for more information.
Good morning, West and Central Wisconsin. We're starting your day with music and a Wax Morning Show on Wax 104.5 FM. WAXX Eau Claire. WAXX Eau Claire. 20 in a row. Wax 104.5.